Yes. Welcome in. Bienvenue. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Write the Radio. We're back. Oh, man. It was an illustrious weekend. We had the Super Bowl. I'm your boy, Bobby Dubs. Across from me, next to me on your TV screens, across from me in the studio is Matt Maritea. Behind the glass, kicking ass as always, is Taylor Cradatis. Fellas, how you feeling? Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Just first and foremost, did you enjoy the game? He's like, eh, was it meh? It was an all right game. <laughs> it's, eh. As I told you, I root for bad games. I, yeah, don't I, I know. You wanted like Bengals 49ers I don't in the worst see, way possible. I don't want to see a better game than 52, than Eagles-Pats. That was one of the craziest Super Bowls ever. <laughs> there were no punts. Yeah, that's insane. Right? So yeah, this insane. had its ebbs and flows. At some points, it was like, eh. What am I watching? Like these are the teams, really? These are the guys. Mm. But and we'll get to that later, yeah. whether or not we can get to where those two teams were. But we will start off with uh, one of the best teams to play with sticks and nets in the Wells Fargo Center, which is the <laughs> Philadelphia Wings. Uh, they're coming off a big comeback win against Halifax. I'm happy about that. They look like they were motivated. Coach Day got them in the right uh, mindset, coming off a horrible loss to the Toronto Rock. For some reason, that team has their number. I mean, they were humiliated. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was sitting there live. They were humiliated in the second half of that game. It was something in the realm of eight consecutive goals to where they they lost. They lost 14-7. to seven. At one point, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. But at one point, they were winning that game 7-5. to five. So they gave up like nine consecutive goals, which is insane. Like their backs were broken. And to see them kind of bring it back, buckle down, especially on defense, Higgy uh, doing some things between the pipes, making sure uh, he's flipping on his head almost yeah. like octopus style when he's in goal. I'm glad to see him get his confidence back, not to let that shake him. And just to you, how important is it now to get that second win against Halifax uh, on the 26th? I mean, you know, you always want to win. Obviously, every time you step out on a field, court, rink, you know, whatever (laughs) it is. Rug, whatever. (laughs) Right? You're trying to come away with the win. You want to go to the match. You want to come back. Play to win the game. Yeah. Like, Taylor, kill up her memory. (laughs) You play to win the game. That's the point. But really, you you have to put something together. You have to create momentum if you are this Wings team. And I think Coach Day is the type of guy who will be able to do that. I mean, he's been you know, at the helm of this thing from the start since they came back into Philadelphia. And he is, I mean, the guy's a lacrosse savant, right? Yeah. Like, there may not be anyone who knows more about lacrosse than he does. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's, you know, I have every confidence in this team. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a weird thing to say about a team from Philadelphia. <laughs> like, right? Huh? Yeah. And I will say, lacrosse is such a momentum-based game. Oh, absolutely. That, absolutely. There are so many yeah. swings and ebbs and flows. And you kind of you take a team's best punch. Like, uh, there were some games earlier in the season like against um, like the, the Nighthawks and, yep. and teams like that where – they would go on a run and like, all right, they think they had it in hand. Even against the Rock, I believe they they went up at one point. It was four to one in that yeah. game, and the Rock took that. They would stand. They would stood that. And as you can see, by the, the final score after that, they outscored that team thirty 
the Wings were outscored 13 to 3 after they went up 4 1. So it is about runs, whether or not you can withstand runs, whether you can uh, stop the bleeding quick enough. In the game against the Rock, they did not. They were able to do that um, against Halifax. They were able to kind of cut short the run, come back, sustain it, and then kind of close them out once they got the lead back. So it, it's definitely a momentum game, um, which to me, especially like you said, with having a coach like Coach Day and what he knows about the game, his experience, I'd have to say I believe that they're still a contender because I still believe in yeah. this roster. I think this roster mm-hmm. is loaded from top to bottom. They got guys on both sides of the ball, uh, offense, defense, transition game. Trevor Baptiste is one of the best. Yeah. He's got his legs under him. He wasn't that bad. He wasn't that good against Rock, but he was better against Halifax. When Trevor Baptiste is controlling the transition, he's controlling the time of possession, getting those possessions, and allowing that offense to get more shots up. Uh, this team is dangerous. They when they score, when they are scoring, when the the goals are in, they can score with anybody. We've seen this team score. I think it was eighteen goals in one of the wins uh, a couple weeks back. They can score. They can defend. They can beat you ten eight, nine eight, eight seven if they need to. So this is a team that can beat you in a myriad of ways. And I have all the confidence in the world that they are going to be, um, you know, formidable and probably be able to, you know, make a run. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've seen this team be near at the top of the league before, right? We know they can do it. We know they have the experience of being there. And now this was a little, you know, pre-COVID, but there are a lot uh, of folks in there uh, who are still on this roster, right, from, you know, before all this crap went down, that they have this experience. And I think, overall, it's a very well-put-together team. Right, they don't have any, you know, really abject weaknesses anywhere throughout the team, and that's again a testament to Coach Day, who is also General Manager Day. Yes, so it is true. So he's put together a really good roster because he's not just the coach, like you said, he is. Yeah, who do you think is the most important player for them going forward for, say, I guess the rest of the season? Uh, I gotta see it. From guys like Kevin Crowley and from Ben McIntosh mm-hmm. uh, in that um, in that that rock game where they got dismantled, Kev wasn't a big factor. He yeah. wasn't really in a Benny got some stuff. Uh, you also want to see stuff from Matt Rambo. You want to see him active, mm-hmm. not only as a scorer, but as a passer. His passing can be electric at times and yeah. really get guys going when he can find them in space and get them clean shots in front of the net. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to focus on the offensive guys they have uh, to be able to make a run. They, this this game is about, you know, you got to outscore the other team. And sometimes they get stagnant. Sometimes they settle for outshot shots that are not high percentage. Yep. And you hate to see it. Like, how many times am I going to see you guys go back and forth and take a shot from way past the circle? And you got a defender and, you know, the goaltender blocking you. And you got to be able to get in close. You got to be able to pass the ball around and take away the goaltender's eyes. You got to be able to do those type of things to be able to get uh, – a better high percentage shot. Yeah. And then you also have to be able to score on transition. You have to be able to be quick with it back up the floor. There's been a lot of times they lag behind. I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting there watching the game and they're stopping at mid floor when the other team, when they're getting misses or, you know, they're getting saved, they're right back up mm-hmm. and they're getting breakaways and they're getting one-on-ones, two-on-ones back toward Higgins. 
Like you need to step that up. You need gonna you're gonna have to have a way better transition game. Uh, Trevor is gonna be have to be even greater than he is. And then also, like I said, from those two guys, Crowley, McIntosh, I need to see more of an aggressiveness to make sure that you know they're getting deep inside. Uh, getting shots right outside the crease and uh, making teams have to defend. You're not making it hard on them if you're shooting from the outside all day. Yeah. And ironically, that's not the Sixers' problem. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting far too close to their net. <laughs> oh, no, is, is, this the, is this the time when, uh, as we transition to some, some, some basketball, is this the time that uh, we, like, the, the, the Joel needs to be near the basket? People are going to be, like, at their heaviest, like, at the height of, oh, he needs to get his ass on the block. He's a center. He needs to be down there. This is not 03. He's not Shaq. Like when you got a guy with that skill set who can shoot like a two guard, uh, handle Hakeem, the rock. Akeem Olajuwon won an MVP exactly with his back to the basket. I mean, he <laughs> I, Joel's almost there. <laughs> he's got very similar. He, he, he does. He's, he he's dreamish. Yeah, I'll say he's dreamish. <laughs> Every time he shoots a three, it's like a dream going wrong. <laughs> you can't quite look. You, know? yeah. you can't look away. It's like a car accident when you shoot. It's like, Joel, why? No. But bigger than that, and I got to celebrate with a liquid death. Oh, that's beautiful. Taylor, that, Ben Simmons is gone. However, are you that Ben Simmons is gone, Taylor Kurdatis? Got to change things up. Oh yeah! Can't wait to see what this offense looks like. Me, oh my god! And I know it's just practice, practice uh, videos we're seeing, but I love what I'm seeing. The relationship starting to build between Maxi and Harden, uh, <laughs> the way they're gelling, the way Harden there's, is looking off ball. He's looking fitter than he was a week ago, which I don't know how this guy does this. The man bloats. It's crazy. <laughs> he's like a boxer, yo. He's got to he's got to dehydrate. Then he's fine, right? <laughs> there is nobody I want spending less time with James Harden than Tyrese Maxey. Why? Well, I don't want Tyrese going to cheerleaders or Delilah. That's my spot. Or, I got to boot that cheerleaders. What's wrong with cheerleaders? <laughs> no, not Tyrese. Not Tyrese. He's a golden child. He's a baby. Leave him alone. He's innocent. <laughs> Don't corrupt our boy, James. <laughs> He's gonna be down at Creekside Cabaret, so nobody That's picks my him up. Spot three oh nine, baby. Shout out to Creekside on Cabaret. Snapchat. <laughs> I'm, yes, viewers are gonna realize that Bobby Dubs knows a whole bunch of strip clubs, but <laughs> beyond the point. <laughs> as long as they don't go over the bridge, if they start getting into New Jersey, then it's. They've got problems. Yeah, them tolls are hell anyway. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it anymore. I, I did just get the easy pass, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta save those ones. Oh, yeah. Gotta save it. <laughs> those fives every every now and then, yeah. they, they add up. <laughs> but how hard, happy are we that they didn't have to give up Maxi in this tree? Did you get to keep such a young stud who's a guy who can give you 30 on any given night, who's so explosive, who's a ball of energy, who's just a burst when he gets on the court. How heavy. I was elated. Yeah. When I saw that, and I'm like, oh, we can we get to keep Maxi, We can keep Thibel? We get some. We still got some defense here? I was elated. So, Matt, how were you when you when, when you realized, you know, Tyrese Maxi would still be I mean, I, I, remember. Was, I was huge on them keeping Maxi At this point, I could give or take Thibel. <laughs> I mean, he's like Pat Bev with that. He... <laughs> But like the, okay, he's Jeez. like he's like the smooth SpongeBob version of Pat Bev. Yeah, 
right? There's no anger. There's no rage. He's not getting <laughs> under anybody's skin. He's out there smiling. It's just irritating. Yeah. He's just out there smiling, <laughs> poking the ball, you know, being long, not making threes. Not making threes. <laughs> right? But, I mean, obviously, they got rid of Ben, which for me as a Benabler is such a relief. Yeah. Because now I can just give it up. Did you see that whack-ass press conference, by the way? No. Taylor, did you see it? I don't give a damn what my wife has to say. I saw one clip. Ben's bullshit response to, oh no, I was in, my head was messed up way before I even played in the Atlanta series. I was messed up all season before that happened. You're full of shit, sir. You're full of shit. You know, all of a sudden now, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting back there now. My head's getting straight. Bullshit. You didn't want to play here because these fans and this town and all the media, they got in your head. You couldn't handle it. You took your ball and you went home. Be a man and state the obvious. Don't give me, oh, I've been a basket case. No, you weren't. You were perfectly fine in the first round of the playoffs when you were doing your usual 15, 10, and 8 and, and doing whatever you do when we were winning games. The minute you literally got exposed again and went into a shell, <laughs> now all of a sudden, it was low. It was always that way. Not buying it for a fucking second. On a scale of one to ten, of my bullshitometer, it's at an eleven. You you went a little <laughs> high there, and it, it almost like devolved into like a Cosby type thing. <laughs> Camille, the man won't shoot the basketball. No, we're sipping him to no. Brooklyn <laughs> for James Harden and a cup of Jello pudding. <laughs> Like I would have took that. I would have took that for bed. Uh, I don't like James. It goes to the strip clubs too much for me. <laughs> I know that the strippers can be smooth and chocolatey, <laughs> just like the Jello. Camille, Camille, I can't find you. I can't find you. I'm lost at cheerleaders. Oh man, I think. I think this is the year they get past the second round. I think they get minimum Eastern Conference Finals with uh, Harden as long as he's healthy, as long as the hamstring holds up. Where do you see this ending this year? They, I'm glad he took the player option. So He didn't. He didn't take it? No. I'm, I, I was so hearing that, that was that, a part of the trade. He had no so choice that's been if the he thing. wanted to be traded. He didn't file the paperwork. An idiot. What is he doing? So uh, apparently in the rush, you know, uh, things were happening so fast, they were unable to file the paperwork. Mm. So James still has his out, which very much concerns me. And now I've already, I, don't, I have already unraveled I, the rest of the season. From what I it's heard. Over. It's over. <laughs> no, we're not but, winning. Stop it. From what I, I heard think he out of Doc. his mouth. I don't think he likes anybody. They may fire Doc. I don't know. I don't think Maury sold on Doc. Maury might go get Dan Tony and shit. And then oh, we're not again. <laughs> not this again. <laughs> but no, like from what he said, I have a little faith because he was like from the rip. Philly was where I wanted to go. And they Houston would not treat me here. I wanted to go to Philly, not Brooklyn. That's the words out of his mouth. I like to take him uh, at his word Ooh, as okay. a man. We'll see where this goes. They got John but, Wall just sitting there collecting money. Like, oh, Houston wouldn't do a deal. They wouldn't do a deal with Maury. But Houston we, needs bodies. You think they really they would, wanted to give Maury James Harden? Yeah. On the way out the door? I doubt it. I doubt it because people are petty, Matthew. <laughs> I wouldn't want to give him James Harden heading out the door. <laughs> 
what they get for him? What did they get for him? Brooklyn? A bunch right, of picks? Yeah. A thousand first from second round picks? <laughs> the end of the earth? Yeah, the strippers of Houston lost a good chunk of their business. I mean, <laughs> the man was providing, not just for the team, but the community. <laughs> from the community. Oh, man, Walter Payton, man of the year in basketball. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the community cares award. Go to the James Harden. <laughs> what do we think of Paul Millsap? Does he matter at all to you? Yes. Like, is he even going to play? Yeah, he's going to play. I feel like he hasn't played in... Well, I guess he wanted to trade, too. He wanted to be out on the hard yeah. train. So I don't think he's played since January, but... I think he's going to play... Where does he fit? Yeah, I, mean, I always want a guy that can play the three, play the four. He can play the four if you need to give Tobias a rest. I think he's your backup five right now. Yeah. He might be. But it's either him or B-Ball Paul. We're not going to get B-Ball Paul Andre Drummond minutes, are we? I mean, this year, you know, like like you said, he, he's only appeared in 24 games. He's only giving you about three points, three boards. But he's a minimum, like, in his career. And if he's motivated, there's a guy that can give you double figures, can give you about six, seven rebounds, you know, on average. So, like, I'm all for that contribution off my bench. Uh, late in games when you're going to need some guys that are scrappy, some veteran uh, presence if you're going to make a run like they want to make a run. Because this is this move is a win right now move. Yeah, but the reality is they don't have any bench still. They don't have, you know, what makes a championship team, and that is that Berkey? effective Berkey. second. Yeah. <laughs> Ferk has been a massive disappointment to me this year. Turkey from Fergie, you're letting us down. I have Fergie not been Turkey, able to us down, bro. extol his virtues like I usually have. And, you know, they're very thin on that second unit. And it's, you know, it's going to be scary when they're competing with the top teams in the East. And it, it will be it, 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 it will be something to see. It is going to test the medal. Are they better than Milwaukee right now? I don't know. Are they better than the Heat? I think they're better than the Heat. Well, yeah, they're better than the Heat. But I, hate, <laughs> the heat. I, I hate the Heat, so. <laughs> we hate the Heat. <laughs> Are they better than Chicago? Yeah. I think they're better on than paper, Chicago. Yeah. On paper, yeah. I mean, we're we're going to see as the season winds down and then when we get into the playoffs, we're going to see where they're, they're seated up with that matchup, that first matchup is going to be. I think they can get somewhere in the top three. Yeah. They're only two and a half games out of freaking first yeah. at this point. Um, so... I'm excited to see. I think, you know, they have a, a high ceiling. This is it. This is the gamble. This is, you know, this is the splash. This is the move. This is what would have been the Kawhi move a few years ago had they pulled the trigger then. This is that type of move. It's make or break. You're going to be Toronto where this could lead you to a championship and then you're in purgatory after that, which they are right now. But, you know, those are the gambles you take in this league and when you want to win. And they want to win for Joel in his window. Um, it is going to depend a lot on Doc Brown, and I do want to speak on Doc Brown because I was highly irritated by one of our, our, our good friends, friend of the show, John Barchard, and his uh, tweet of uh, what does Brett, what does Doc, Doc Rivers do better than Brett Brown, which I thought was completely disrespectful in a myriad of ways, but speaks to it. Brett, Brett Brown is better at talking to the media. Hey. I'll give him that. Brett Brown was a good Doc's got an attitude problem. Yeah. A whole attitude problem. And I like it. that question? <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. That's no. what you told Barcher. You ask Pop that question? Nobody would, nobody, <laughs> nobody asked Pop any questions. <laughs> no. Does Pop even thing. do press conferences? Here, here it is. And this is, this is Dubs getting semi-serious for a moment. When you even make a statement like that or you ask that type of question, to me, it's demeaning and it's disrespectful to someone who is a champion. Somebody who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. He is. He's going to be a Hall of Fame head Look, coach. Do you need to coach I, Kevin let Garnett? Let me finish because this is important. That, that man need to coach Paul Pierce? You still, you still have to do it. Ray Allen's taking cues. There's a lot of teams Doc. that had a bunch of dudes that are going to be in the Hall of Fame that didn't no. win a title. No, I think in the NBA, and this is where I'm not sure I disagree with you directly. I think no, I just but I'm like, disagree is like a You got to let me get to my final point. Okay. Why is this respectful and why is detrimental to the cause and to progress within the league? When you start disrespecting coaches like Doc Rivers and saying, oh, they're just as good as Brett Brown, that means you'll never get another coach to ascend to the level of a Doc Rivers. What I'm saying is it's saying no matter how good, if you can poo-poo Doc Rivers – who, like I said, is going to be a Hall of Famer, is a champion, is going to be one of the top five and wins all time in this league, to compare him to Brett Brown, who is not shit, then why would any other black man get a job or be said to be anything? If you're going to tell me this man, who is going to be a Hall of Famer, is just as good as Brett Brown, why waste my time developing anybody like a Monty Williams or anybody like that if, hey, even if they're great, they ain't no better than fucking Brett Brown? It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful and it made me pissed. I'm going to be completely honest. And that is a slap in the face and makes uh, and de-escalates the growth and progress of where black coaches can go when you fucking disrespect a hall who's going to be a Hall of Famer and put him on the same level as a Brett Brown. See, I think you I hate it and it pissed me off. I think and I love John Barcher. That is my dude. But he pissed me <laughs> off and didn't realize what he was doing. I think you have an ism here, but I think it's the wrong ism. What is it? Then? I think it's ageism. Doc is old. Doc is old school. I think the game has passed Doc by, and I think that is essentially where he becomes equal to Brett Brown in this moment, right? Brett Brown and Doc Rivers have Brett Brown getting a jacket. Brett Brown getting a jacket from anywhere. Maybe he can't even get a jacket from Burlington Cofactor. It's a long career. He ain't gonna get another head coaching job. He probably will. No, he won't. You don't think he will? No. I think Brett might come I, back. I bet the hundred cases of liquid death he'll never get that golden job. Right, but this is the this is the thing about Doc Rivers, right? He's very set in his ways. Like we know Oh yeah. We He's know a what crabby Doc, old man. He's yeah. shaking his fist at the cloud. We, hey, you get off my lawn. We know what Doc Rivers <laughs> brings to a team. And I don't think we're in a capacity where Doc Rivers can handle the modern NBA superstar and manage them to a championship. I think we saw Doc's window with Boston, where he was a great coach, everything worked, but we saw him with the Clippers, with the Paul George, right, of it all, and it didn't work out. And now we're seeing, you know, Doc again, the Ben Simmons situation kind of blew up in his face. That's not necessarily his fault, but the this James Harden thing is going to be a huge test because he has to manage James Harden, right? Oh, yeah. Harden... It, it, as we've seen, can turn on anybody. I mean, he turned on Steve Nash. How can you not respect Steve Nash? I mean, the ah, dude... I'm all right on Steve Nash. I'm cool. And we don't even get me into the, the, the isms, implications of that fucking hire. <laughs> no, we're not going to... Oh, don't Steve Nash at me. Whoa, Mister, I ain't whoa, never coached whoa. nothing in my life, but yet I get to coach three people who are going to be in the Hall of Fame on my first coaching job. 
Please don't throw Steve Nash at me. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't treat Steve Nash like he's Jason Kidd. Ah! Oh, God. Yo, you lay off my man, Jay Kidd, yo. Nah, Jay my Kidd. favorite point guard of all time. <laughs> Jay Kidd sucks. Jay Kidd got me through high school, baby. No. All I wanted to do was wear number five and no. send lobs, yeah. <laughs> but this, like, I like Doc as a person. I'm not sure if I like him as a basketball coach going forward. Right? He has this one year, and if it seems like Harden's going to sour, Maury is going to cut bait so fast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, all due respect to, you know, Doc Rivers. I'm like, like if it comes down, like, this is not going to, and this is the thing I'm going to love about Daryl Maury as opposed to what we had before in the front office is if it's going to come down to a decision mm-hmm. between a star. And the coach, yeah, not to say like that's what it was with Jimmy Butler and Brett Brown and, and things of that nature. Daryl Morey's picking the player, yeah, he's picking the player, and he will send Doc packing. This is going to be completely different. You're not keeping Brett Brown and saying, "Well, let's see what happens." We, you know, we keep Ben and Joel and see what happens, and we let uh, Jimmy Butler go. No, this is the situation where if it doesn't work out and it looks bad and it looks like it's Doc's fault, he could definitely be yeah. gone at the end of the season, with no problem. And I think to your bigger point about developing, you know, young black coaches, I think they're going to need those guys now more than ever because there's such a gap between, you know, like a Van Gundy, a Dan Tony, right? You know, all of those guys. <laughs> Eight seconds sort of, or less, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the old school basketball mentality, right? And you have yeah. like the in-betweeners, like the Ty Lues, yeah. the Sam Cassells. Right, but coaches are going to need to get younger, quicker, and they're going to need to be guys who understand not just the modern player, but the modern technology, the social media era, the branding of it all, right? Because being an NBA player is not just about being a professional basketball player anymore. It's about being a brand. It's about, you know, wearing, you know, freaking weird couture mm. on the TNT walk-ups, right? It's about <laughs> yeah, hobnobbing right. with Ernie and Chuck yeah, and exactly. Shaq on the broadcast, right? It's There is so much more to being a basketball player, basketball coach, than basketball now. Basketball has almost become think, secondary. I just think it's like, it's like um, my perfect analogy is, and I love Chris Rock, and he said this, he was like, when you white, the sky's the limit. When you black, the limit's the sky. He was like, if you a black C student, you can't even be the manager of the fucking McDonald's. But if you are a white C student, you can be the president of the United States. This is what we're doing right now, making a C student, which is what Brett Brown is, putting on the same level as clearly somebody who's made an A report card of his coaching career. And I do not like it. That's what I'm saying if that analogy makes sense to you. Like, that's how we are. Even if you're going to be an all-time great, that makes you on par with somebody who's literally average at what he does. That's insane to me. But, like, the weird thing (laughs) of it, like, what? Eric Spolstra is going to have more championships than Doc Rivers. Eric Spolstra has LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Right. But Eric Spolstra. At the apex of. But he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and now is he a good coach? I don't know. I don't know if I, that man knows a before, thing about basketball. Beforehand, I would have I would have agreed with you and said hell no. Like I I swore up and down Eric Spoelstra was overrated because they didn't have any success yeah. before that three got there, and then after that three got there, I think he had won like one playoff series until like when they got all the way to the finals uh, two years ago. 
So, like, I would have been the same way. But I've seen him grow. I've seen him uh, coach games where it's been tight games where there had to be uh, decisions made at the end of games. And I'm like, no, Eric Spolster knows basketball. And the, I also love his story just being the videographer, the video yeah. guy, and making his way up to being the guy. And then when they asked Pat Riley, do you want to come down and coach this team because you got all these stars? And he said, no, Eric can handle it. I believe he could handle it. Yeah. And I believe if, if anybody's going to give you the, the nudge, getting it from Pat Riley – Coach yeah. Pat Riley, another Chris Rock reference. He may not get us to the mountaintop, but he'll get us in the playoffs. I mean, that's an endorsement, yeah, to me. So I'm all good with Eric Spoelstra, and yeah, he, he, he's probably going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. It's just like I think the time of the Doc Rivers coach is almost over. Yeah, I think he's this may be his last big job. We don't know, but like the George Carls, right? They're done. The era of the Brett Brown style coaches, like the personality coaches, more so than I think basketball X's and O's, I think is coming. And when you have a team like the Sixers, they can like Oh, I got they, you. The, the era they can of the do 60 very year, similarly. Yeah. I got you. The area the era of the sixty year old basketball coach is over. That's coming to an end. You want to get these guys that are a little bit younger in age. You know, like I said, you got your Imani Williams. You got your your guys, Nick Nurse, Toronto, who I think is really good. Yeah. Um, you got those guys that are up and coming, kind of young, uh, in the middle of the road there yeah. as far as I think Sam Cassell is going to be a Sam really Cassell good coach. Sam Cassell is going to be good. Yep. Ty Lue's good. Uh, Clippers are a mess. I'm not, not, not big on Ty Lue. He's a champion. Okay. <laughs> Luke, no. Luke Walton's got a coaching ring too, I think. Luke Walton thing, but like <laughs> that was just the roster. Like you saw it, they didn't miss a beat when Luke Walton stepped in for Steve Kerr when he had the back injury. Yeah. But that's a story for another day. But yeah, I to your point do believe that that era of coaching is over. You're gonna get guys that are gonna be closer to our age than yeah. they are to Doc's age pretty soon. Uh it's going the same way as the NFL is starting to go. We just saw mm-hmm. Sean Payton, who's younger than me win a Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> that is insane to me. Oh, yeah, McVay. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah McVay. McVay is, is younger than me, and he won, and he coached a, a Super Bowl. Like uh, I think I'm two months older than him. It, that, that, that's crazy. He's like, got more wrinkles than you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's also got a hotter woman than I got. <laughs> like, I was hard knocks. Jesus. <laughs> Go check that out. Yeah, check it out. Go see the hard knocks. The Rams. But uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, football. There was there was a Super Bowl on Sunday. The uh, Rams won it twenty three to twenty, which I had. I won my bet. I had the Rams, the under, and Odell Beckham anytime touchdown score, which was piece of cake. <laughs> um, what a roller coaster of emotions for Odell, right? Like you get the touchdown, big touchdown, first touchdown, first score of the game. Yeah. And then Blow you tear your ACL. ACL, same ACL as before. On the sideline crying with sideline. purple hair. And exactly. It's just. Got no damn. health insurance because it's in Bitcoin. <laughs> like, I forgot right. about that. Yeah, he took got the shipped, money Bitcoin. Got shipped out of Cleveland. <laughs> you, got, you got people making fake uh, Baker Mayfield Instagram posts. Uh, shitting on him. Saying dude never gave 100% when he was in Cleveland. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That could have been you, D-Jax. Could have been you, That could have been you. That could have been, literally, he was there. Yeah, it should have been. All he had to do was keep his Taylor, is that a, like, top five fumbling of the bag if you're <laughs> if you're Deshaun Jackson? Not, I mean, he got another contract. I know, he got the Raiders gig, but I'm like, you fumbled the title. 
Yeah. It was a title sitting in your lap if you act right and show up and do what you got to do. Didn't learn his lesson. Yeah. Nope. Hard head makes a soft ass is what my mama used to say. But, you know, I like the, the Super Bowl. You know, we talked a little earlier. You know, thought the game was kind of meh. He got excited at the end when, you know, it was kind of back and forth mm-hmm. and the Rams had to come back. The one thing that the, one of the biggest stories, and we'll talk about the implications for the Eagles in a second. One of the biggest stories that came out of the game, though, was like this beef between the Gen Xers and the Millennials about the halftime show and who it was catered toward. So, like, I I, I know where I stand because that was another thing that pissed me off over this weekend. I had a, had a long string of, all right, dubs, put the phone down because you're going to go crazy yeah. and then people are going to start canceling you. <laughs> but I, I don't know how you felt about, number one, did you dig the halftime show? Because I fuck with it heavy. <laughs> and, we, like, who was that geared toward? Because I think we're all about the same age, right? I'm 85, Matt. 92. 92? Yeah. Jesus. He's a child over here. <laughs> 91. 91? Man, I'm that much older than you two? This is insane here. So I, I, I'm, I'm on the bridge to 30, as we can the put The bridge it. to Lidge? <laughs> yeah. But, right, so... one. Okay. But me, so, I so mean... Ken, I was, There was no point to having Kendrick Lamar at that halftime show. No. If you were going with... Where, who, where were you going with it? Yeah. With all of those people? No. You, you need yeah. Kendrick. You could have gave me... Hey, Kendrick could do a whole show by himself and he would kill it. That would be fantastic. You could have gave me Maybe. Warren G and a Nate Dog hologram and gave me Regulate if you were going the whole West Coast nineties two thousand thing. <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have to do Fitty like that. Uh, why, why would Fitty they make was a dollar? He was a dollar out there. Why would they make him be upside down? <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I think he's still in shape. He just you know you the muscle mass isn't the same as you grow. Let him do Candy Shop or something. Don't make him <laughs> hang upside down. All that blood rushing to his head, yo. No, but like I, because it was it was okay. I thought the halftime show was okay. I thought it was dope. I was dope. And it, it was you know it was a cool nostalgia. Google rush, but Mount Rushmore at the end of the show. You know what? I was show. not dying to see Dre perform live. I love Dr. Dre. Like I love Dr. I love Dr. Dre as a producer. I, I, I like the, the, the song I like, that he has ghost like written for him. Songs, but <laughs> was, I applaud all the ghost writers that write yeah. for Dr. Dre. <laughs> Snoop no, was, Snoop was cool. My whole thing was like Mary J was Mary J killed it. She ripped it down. Give Homegirl's gotta pay alimony. She paid. <laughs> like my whole thing was like, given my age, I was like, there was a whole thing of people going, Oh, well, this is my music. If I'm like they're like a little bit older than me, like you feel oh, this is for people that was older than 40. And I'm like, no. I was like, no. When all of the songs they played, except for California Love, came out, I was already in high school. Mm-hmm. I had already gone through puberty. And I was a grown man when Get Rich or Dying Train came out. I was 18 years old. Like, no, don't tell me this isn't my error. Like, no, this is not for you. But no. And I also believe that throughout time, as we've seen, teenagers kind of set the bar for what the moment is in the culture at that point. Yeah. Whatever the teenagers are into at that moment, that's what's hip. That's what's in. That's what, you know, is the popular thing. When I was a teenager, all those records were on the radio. I had all those CDs. I bought it myself. It wasn't. I had some person, some idiot on Twitter, telling me, "No, you had those. You listen to those songs because your mom bought them CDs." No, she didn't. My mom was still listening to the Commodores. What are you talking about? <laughs> In '95, like she had Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
She had baby face, tender lover on repeat. Yeah, hold, hold on. You, now your mom's <laughs> bumming some great records. Oh, my mom is the truth when it comes to the music. She put your, me on. Your mom's cassette tapes were, <laughs> were dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, she throw it down on you. You want to do a versus with my mom and the music? <laughs> on what parts? I'm just saying. I was like, I grew up in this music. You shouldn't be telling this whole generation of people. Especially, I think people think we're younger than we are. I'm like, you realize the people that are considered millennials, there's an entire section where they're pushing 40 years old. Yeah. These are not 25-year-old kids that you think it's they like, are. And, like, that's all music people could have had on their iPods. Exactly. Right? Like, this isn't so far removed from the mod. Like, oh, it's not like we just discovered, you know, The Chronic on Spotify. <laughs> exactly. Right? People have the physical CD Exactly. It, right? It's That being said, where's Detox, Dre? Where is we, Detox? We're still looking for Detox. It was 2022. Like, I thought this was finally going to be the moment. We were going to get the announcement. Detox. No. Uh, detox. And also, what's the point of paying Eminem to come out if he's just going to do Lose Yourself? Ooh, like, I haven't heard that seven million times. <laughs> what would you what, 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 come out and do Real Slim Shady? Like, the, what, like the VMAs get a thousand lookalikes come out behind him? <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> do, like, the full Forgot About Dre. Do Till yeah, I Collapse. Do, do something. You could have did that. Give me the Nate Dogg hologram. Exactly. I know. Smack I, that. <laughs> Obviously, they weren't going to, you know, shell out for the Tupac hologram. No, no, stupid. no. But I did like Dre playing the piano and them doing California Love. I did like that. But uh, Dre bring- playing the piano was hilarious because he looked like he hasn't played a piano in years. Yeah, no, it's probably been so yeah. long since he actually was a keyboardist and, and he like, was actually wh- doing it. Why did he have to, like, produce the show? <laughs> right? Why did I don't they- think anybody else was forced to they do made that, him right? like They made him, like, a white, like, production booth. And he, like, had his back to everybody the yeah. entire time. And it's like... <laughs> Dre, you don't need to be doing this. <laughs> There's nobody that could operate this soundboard. He could have got our man Taylor back there and did the soundboard. I don't think he was doing anything. <laughs> you don't think he was doing it? No. It was all for show? Yes. Uh, Taylor's calling bullshit. You I mean, love he, it. He, he was just <laughs> pretending to be in the lab with a pen and a pad trying to get that damn, damn label off? off? <laughs> that. This is the Millennium Aftermath. Give me one more platinum plaque. Fuck rap. You can have it back. <laughs> just... Oh, man. But to bring it back, <laughs> bring it back. Tour the football thing. Well, the we show saw was, yeah, the show was fun. Game was all right. To bring, but to put it even more Chris perspective, Chris Pratt's hurting dinosaurs. For Philadelphia, right? I'm, I'm all, I'm not going to lie. I screamed like a little fucking kid when I saw Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Yeah. So y'all can all go to hell. I'm going to see the movie. Take my money, please. Laura Dern still <laughs> looks good. Still bad. <laughs> and she's tall. And she's tall. Need a 5'10 woman <laughs> Get you a five ten woman. No, but to bring it back to the Philly and our sports and our point of view, I want to know. Seeing what we saw, like okay, the Rams kind of stacked, especially on defense. Some guys that are going to end up in the Hall of Fame uh, for sure. Uh, offensively, you got Cooper Cup who had an insane season. Yeah. OBJ hurt now, but yeah, Robert Woods was hurt yeah. also. You got Bobby Trues coming back. Yeah, and you got the Bengals. You got Jamar Chase and. Pretty much, you know, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I know T. Higgins is pretty good. Disrespected like my man Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had a good game. Joe Mixon had a pretty good game. I think he had like 75 rushing yards yeah. and like 15 carries. He was like effective. That. Hey, he was effective. I, I'm not big on Joe Mixon because he likes to punch women in the face. Oh, but, damn. He did that too? Yeah. Oh. To his point, she called him the N-word and spit in his face, but you got to keep your hands to yourself, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but... To me, and I ask you, and I I ask Taylor as well, 
Are the Eagles close to either one of those teams? And if not, who are they closer to as far as they can reach that potential and maybe get themselves in a Super Bowl uh, in the near future? Uh, the 49ers? That's not what I asked you. I asked you about the Bengals and the Rams. Which one of those teams are they closer to being able to emulate that success? The Eagles are closer to being able to emulate an Australian rules football team <laughs> than the, the Bengals or the Rams. I'm not that impressed with what the, the Bengals did. Yeah, they had a defense that kind of got some takeaways and stuff they like that. They had a downfield passing attack. That didn't impress All you? right. Yes, but they it have was a the number, same They thing. have a number one running. But no, they All the what? flyer outs. Like, oh, come on. Run Wait. that way, Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. And J- run past the guy. Yeah, Jamar Chase, Quez Watkins, they're the same league. They're going to burn. <laughs> Quez is going to burn Jalen Ramsey. Quez is tier wide receiver four, damn it. <laughs> I'm just saying. If Quez could become Tyler Boyd, that's, a, that's an accomplishment. Even the Rams, though. And uh, Taylor, like, are they close to either one of those teams? Or could they be close? Uh, no. Given any just, moves? Just, just defensively, no. <laughs> like, no. The Eagles got a better offensive line than the Bengals. Does you gonna tell me you? right now you wouldn't take Darius Lee over Eli Apple? I mean, yeah, but okay then. <laughs> okay. And what else? <laughs> like, what else you got, Dubs? <laughs> no, but my whole thing is like you just see basically what the Rams did to go all in. We have nowhere near those weapons that were already in place to. Supplant Matthew Stafford in, yeah, future Hall of Famer Matthew Stafford. Yes. We will not hear any uh, back talk on this on this program. Uh, <laughs> and that, if you're if you're, if you're the we don't have the that. bird, we don't have that Discord. So to oof. Oof. it's been hot today. <laughs> so it's like we we know Vince Quinn has been on his horse yeah. about Russell Wilson. Like, is there a is there a scenario where you can add a Russell when you add a, add a veteran and then bring in a wide receiver a a legitimate wide receiver two, if you want to see Devontae's one, and they could be in a position like the Rams are. I know it's just they don't have the star power defensively, where like they can go and literally have one guy that can take over a game on the defensive end of the ball, like an Aaron Donald or with an interception like uh, Ramsey. Well, it's just like it like it makes you entice that type of scenario because you see them. Oh, this is just a guy who needed a change of scenery. Can we get a guy that needs a change of scenery and do some things? I think if you got, say, a Russell Wilson and, like, a Calvin Ridley or an Allen Robinson. Andy guys. <laughs> that might be enough. Because defensively, like, even in 2017, outside. They in a damn near top ten. <laughs> yeah, With but. Jonathan Gannon. Who are our corners? He's the new Jim Johnson. Damn right, Jalen Mills and Patrick Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Darius Slay and. Literally anyone Steven is, be- is better than that, but not <laughs> except Stevie Nelson. Why are you got the Stevie Nelson hate? <laughs> right. They got to figure out the safety position. Yeah, and, I don't, I don't know linebacker. how long I can do Marcus Epps. <laughs> right? Like, they they just need. Oh, um, do I do like McLeod? But how long can Rodney McLeod play? I, mean, I, I think one or two defensive pieces, and I think you can draft those. Yeah, that's the thing. Those three first round like picks, if you, if you go D line and you get studs, you get. Did you just draft every top SEC defensive lineman <laughs> and go there with it? Linebacker, defensive lineman. You might uh, not even need safeties? that. If you need, you need, you know, one maybe edge guy, and you just tell Fletch, like, listen, this is it. Pin yeah. your ears back. Give us all you got. 
We'll trade you anywhere you want. We'll let you retire. We'll retire your number, right? Just give us everything you have left in the tank. How? Uh, where is there is there a running back draft pick any in anywhere in there? Do they add to the running game? Do they let Miles go? Because right now, as far as reports are going, you're getting Jason Kelsey back. You're going to have that Legion of Moves still there intact, uh, except for Brandon Brooks, who you know. But he did save you some money on the way out. So shout out to Brandon Brooks. We're all good for that. We love saving money. Uh, do you should they key in on building that run game because you still have most of that offensive line together. And because that right there, we saw that right there literally is enough to get you in the playoffs you, in the NFC. Especially now when you have no Brady and you may have Rodgers leaving. Yeah. The NFC, they make a couple moves and they draft well or they handle those picks well. You're looking at a team that we're not going to say they're going to win the division, even though we've, we've seen the track record of the NFC East. There hasn't been a back-to-back winner. Um in like 15 yeah. years. So I'm not betting on the Cowboys. I'm just not because these trends in football tend to always like do that. Like with these, these jinxes and things like that. Like once they start, it's hard to get them to stop rolling. So it's going to be somebody that's not the Cowboys next year. I can tell yeah. you that now. <laughs> so so tell me if this makes sense to you. But I think where like, where like a guy like Boston Scott keeps being effective is because you don't really know whether or not he's going to go out for a pass or run the ball when he's on the field. Yeah. He can do both, right? Kenny Gainwell can catch. Miles Sanders can run. You need that top-tier back who is a three-down back. I don't necessarily know if that's in the draft or free agency, but if you can move on from Miles and just have that level of deception on the field most of the time, Mm. right, you can still cycle in. The Gainwells, you can still cycle in the Boston Scots. You still want Marlon Mack? <laughs> I would still like Marlon Mack, yes. But I think you need an effective three-down back who can catch the ball, and it's not Miles. Mm. I, don't, I I agree with you there. It's not it's not Miles at all. And you know, I think the one advantage maybe we do have offensively over teams like the Rams, like the Bengals. I will say Dallas Goddard is probably a better tight end than C.J. Uzamo or <laughs> Uzama. yeah, whoever the you know Rams were starting because yeah, yeah. I know uh, Higby's out. Yeah, he was hurt. But the way the Eagles run their offense, they need another tight end who is like they need a C.J. Uzama on the other side from yeah. Dallas Goddard. Like, are, so what are what are we saying is going to happen with Tyree Jackson? Are they going to? Give up on that project because he got hurt. He broke his the, back, then tore his ACL. I mean, the man is not meant to play football. You <laughs> he can't, he's you like, can't come back into RoboCop. You, you can't, can't put him back six, together. Eight catching passes, right? It's yeah. just too much to tackle. Yeah, too too much of a of a target area. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, if Lane, like if Lane Johnson was catching passes, right? His knees would be destroyed within a season. <laughs> right, because you can only take somebody you know that size down low. Yeah. Right, you're never going to tackle them straight up. It's the same thing with Tyree. It's yeah, ah, it's tough. Though you might get a late round tight end pick. You hear it here first on the radio. Late round, probably third round. Third round? You go third yeah. round with tight end? Why not? Yeah, why not? The hell with it. Oh man. Uh, but one of the things that did surprise us. Even like now that the the season is completely over, that Jonathan Gannon is still here. We did speak on that. Are you surprised he didn't get a, from like all the talk 
we were seeing and hearing that he didn't get a job. And like, are you excited to have him back? Is that something where, okay, he was better than we thought he was? Let's believe in this guy. Let's see what happens if we give him some more proper pieces. Or are you like, nah? Look, he might be Jim Schwartz, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Nobody's going to be Jim Johnson. We're not going to get, you know, the Sean or the Sean McDermott's of the world anymore. Yeah. So we'll see. And, and be, as long as he's not Juan yeah. Castillo, I'm cool. <laughs> Look, de- defense is essentially a lost art at this point, right? It's not going to be yeah. heavily coached or heavily sought after. It's just. You know, yeah, you'll do your best. You're and not going to get a bunch of up. Dick LeBeaus out here yeah. anymore. <laughs> just oh, we're we're only giving up 11 points a game or some yeah. crazy shit like that. Like if anything, you just you're going to have to like heavily invest in, you know, secondary coaches or cornerback coaches. Like teach these guys how to get turnovers, and hope for the best. I yeah. mean, it's like like you yeah. saw what happened. Like just like. Past the like the Jalen Mills era of you saw just how they could be five hundred in the middle essentially when you just have corners who aren't going to get burnt on every uh, double move and uh, go route or you know drag route or anything like that like just when you have people that just aren't going to get burnt that are going to be sure tacklers they're going to make sure all right if I give up a catch that that's it they're going to catch it right there and that'll be it and you maybe be able to get off the field like just having that. Mm-hmm. Like you say, so defense is becoming less and less a big proponent in winning in the league. Like you can have a team that if they turn it on at the right time defensively, then they're they're good. Like we were laughing at Kansas City early in the season, and they brought that back. They had a bunch of games where they they led the league in yeah. uh, opponents point per game because you know they they got it together. They got stops on the back end, and you know they were back rolling until you know they got taken out of the playoffs. So. I'm with you on the fact that it may not take much defensively for this team to be like a consistent winner, but I do want to see what they do offensively and the weapons uh, and where they go with that, like whether they are 10 toes down with Jalen be the guy. We all heard the uh, end of the season press conference. Apparently they believe Jalen's the guy. But you know, so so are you are you are always are you evaluating the, talent? Are you on the Vince Quinn train? Are you give me Russ or give me death? Or No. No, I believe if you use the picks right, and you uh, are not stingy with the money come free agency. You can get a top-tier receiver off the free agent market to go with Devontae Smith. You can draft guys that are going to make immediate impacts. Are you like looking you said, at anybody in rushers. particular, like a, like a Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, DJ Shark? Like I like what? DJ Shark. I yeah. like DJ Shark. I like Allen Robinson. And then I also want to see what's up with Calvin Ridley. Right. That's my – that yeah. Calvin Ridley is like my dream. See, Ridley's yeah. the trade, though, but like how much is that going to cost? Yeah. Because if Ridley's a first, you can't. I know, do that. Send him Jalen Rager, yeah. Jalen Rager yes. and like everybody else. Send him Jalen, J. Jaw. Exactly. We will give you everything. Like Danny Watkins jersey. Exactly. J. Jaw, the greatest blocking wide receiver to ever live. <laughs> he got ahead of him. No, that was some hilarious shit in that press conference. And he was like, JJ does what we ask him to He's do. He's our enforcer. He's our enforcer. Like, yo, please <laughs> shut up. He is hot garbage, yo. Cut it the fuck out. Like, stop it. Oh man. Say what you will. Nick Nick loves his guys. <laughs> Nick loves his guys. He does. He does. He does. Oh man. But before we, we get out of here, we we were talking about the halftime show. I want to know from you guys, I'm like we probably bunched a million Super Bowls combined between mm-hmm. us. What is your Mount Rushmore of Super Bowl halftime shows? 
performers. That's a tough one. I mean, if you need my, I'll, I'll I'll give you mine. I, I'm putting like last night is fairly new. It may be the the recency bias, mm-hmm. but I I love that halftime show. I was up. I was singing every single song. I love that show. Mike is my all time favorite, and I'm biased. Yeah, I, I like. There's always a debate. Mike versus Prince. I'm a Mike guy. Like you can, you got different camps. There's Mike versus Prince. There's Elvis and Beatles. I'm a Beatles guy, not a big Elvis guy. Like so, Mike is my guy. But Mike Prince, what I saw last night, and then I might throw this out here again. Might be because I'm partial. Beatles, Beatles guy. I fucked with Paul. When Paul did it, and he was just sitting there with the guitar the whole time. After they went super low key, we're not gonna well, get everybody mad. Do you know that's not really Paul? <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard Have that. Have you one. heard this? I've heard that one. <laughs> Paul's dead. You know that, right, Daily? <laughs> I think Paul McCartney's yeah. dead. Paul died. They replaced him. <laughs> yeah, that's the so this like the theory. Tupac thing. It's like <laughs> it's like the original Avril Lavigne conspiracy. <laughs> oh man, that's right. It's an Avril Lavigne. Yep. Tupac's on a beach in like some foreign. Hey, if, if Pac was gonna come back, it would have been then. So now I really do think Pac is dead. Yeah. Or else him and Shug would have like. Jumped out of a blackbird, right? Parachuted <laughs> down. You see, Snoop bought Death Row, yo. He like owns yeah. Death Row Records now. Shout out to Snoop. No, Ray J owns it. Ray J owns it. Yeah, Ray J controls every part of the music business. This is my other big conspiracy. <laughs> Ray J controls Brandy's brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's got hits. He's got the Raycons. He's got Death Row Records. Ray J is quietly amassing an empire and will take over. <laughs> the last piece to fall it's in, in revelations, people. W- will be Kanye. Oh God, that's the key to his plan. Oh man, we got to say a prayer for Kanye, yeah. And uh, can we protect Pete Davidson at all costs? <laughs> <laughs> Prayers for Kanye in this troubled time. Oh man, snapping out here. But yeah, I guess I, I guess uh, it's between. My four is between the Paul McCartney and the uh, the Beyonce one. Mm-hmm. I really love the Beyonce one with all of that stuff. I forget who who else she was with during that one, but I like those four. So I've got to go, and let's call this Pen Purple Rain is dope though. That's yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. So, so, so. Uh, but I hate so many people like are like making it seem like he made it fucking rain when they were in South Florida in the middle of the fucking winter, like it was going to rain. <laughs> like he didn't make it rain. Stop it. Like yo, he made it rain. It was crazy. I'm like, that's not what happened. It's it was a great coincidence. Don't get me wrong. It was an amazing coincidence. It started pouring down raining while he was singing his song. Look. The man puts out vibes. He puts out vibes. <laughs> so if we're, do- if we're doing this rush. Man is 10 style. toes down, Taylor, that Prince made it rain at Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah. so, so Prince is George Washington. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, I don't know where George Washington ranks on the list of presidents, but that's big one. Mm-hmm. Big one. Uh, I got my TJ as, hmm. I got I got to go. It w- it was a surprisingly good one. The oh, where was it? I just had it. Oh, what's their face? What's their face? It couldn't have been that good. They were what's their face? I thought J- I thought JT's second one was pretty good. That was all right. Yeah, I like that one. I like him. Um, you know, I thought. Uh, you know, I don't really like most of these halftime shows. That's the problem. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> right? I actually liked The weekend. I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, um, And then I got to go Coldplay. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> Maroon Five. He's out here. <laughs> no, that was, that was, both were awful. <laughs> I thought Bruno Mars killed it. Bruno I thought Bruno Mars. was really I like entertaining. That. I like that. I yeah. like that. I like that. But I mean, like I, I was a little too young for Mike's, but that was the first one I ever saw, and I was I loved the sport of football, mm-hmm. and I loved music from that moment on. I, that was ninety three. I would have been eight years old, and it was like I'm fucking yeah. all in. This is this is football. This is the Super Bowl. This the spectacle. Yeah, this motherfucker looks like Captain Crunch. I'm in. Look at that fucking outfit. <laughs> like I want me a black suit with fucking gold yeah. tassels and all that. Wow. And he was it. bad. Bad. He had the, the aviator glasses. That's a bad motherfucker. Yo, I'm sorry. Mike's <laughs> a bad motherfucker. Taylor, you got any memorable uh, Super Bowl half times where you were like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Matt since we're like a year apart. Um, Children here. The, I mean, <laughs> the ones nephews. that the ones that stick out are Bruno Mars. I'm definitely with you on that. Oh, Bruno's the shit. Yeah. Um, Beyonce. Car singing this. Uh, even last year, uh, Shakira and J Lo. Like, I think if you take more chances oh, and like make yeah, it more yeah. of a performance, oh, yeah. I'm all for Shakira and J Lo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, besides the obvious some. parts. Yeah. yeah. I, Lady, Lady Gaga's was pretty good too. Lady Gaga was good. Uh, that was just like that was a whole spectacle. I don't even remember which game that was. Was that Pat's Rams? Was it? I just remember she jumped yeah, off the roof. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was nuts. Which one was? Was that the first? Katy Perry was weird. I'm trying to see if that was the first JT one with Janet with the one that had Nelly on it. I want to say that was 04. I like that one. I like that one that had Nelly on it. Yeah. I'm a big Nelly guy. Sorry for Nelly and his... Uh... All right. <laughs> who, who would you have do the next? Next year? Next halftime show. Oh, man. So I've been talking about this, because if you want to continue like this... Oh, this oh the, the, wave... the Motown one was dope. They had oh, uh, yep. Jackie and Boys the Men and uh, those guys. That was dope. I want Ludacris on that set. Ludacris has hits in multiple decades. We know oh, he can put on a I'm show. I'm for that. I'm for that. He can bring out the whole Fast family, right? We know Vin Diesel's got songs. The Rock has a verse now, mm-hmm. which I kind of thought he was going to do on the field. Yeah, right. I was almost disappointed. I don't. I think Luda would do. I think Luda would kill it. I would. I would. I would go for that. I would yeah. go for Luda. Uh, who else we got? Luda. Is there, has Usher ever been on one? I think Usher went crazy. <laughs> Last I heard of Usher, he he's insane. He's out here passing out Usher books. No, he was having like a controversy because apparently he gave people AIDS or the heavy. <laughs> oh god! And several men were accusing him of it. Oh wow! Yeah, so Usher went on, Usher went <laughs> off the rails. He's no longer he's no longer PC. He can't do it. Lil John, I mean anybody oh, yeah, with Lil, Lil John. Oh yeah, if they had like one like. I thought when they had just Ad- not Pitbull. when they did Atlanta, I don't think they really did it. Uh, I don't think they had Outkast or any of those guys on there. They had Big Boy. All right, they had Big Boy. Big Boy came back. All right, but it was just him. Did Pitbull do one? I feel I, I Pit- feel like that's Pitbull just, probably just featured. Yeah. I'm like, I think that yeah. screams Pitbull needs to be in there, especially if it was like Miami or something. He might have yeah. been at the last one. <laughs> yeah. But Big Boy, when he came out, he he stole the whole show because he came out like rapping, sitting in the back of an El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Luda. Pink could go, do one. Huh? No. Pink? Pink? Yeah, I like Pink. I like Pink. 
It's not really anybody that, that hasn't really like not done it before. Right? Yeah. If you're gonna go get like uh what's his face? Ed Sharon and like <laughs> Oh please no. <laughs> got the Ed God, Sharon no. halftime show. Yo. They might get Ed Sheeran after they had Dr. Dre out. That's the only pivot you can go down. You're gonna get Ed Sheeran there. Uh, Aerosmith has already done one, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 If they had the stones. <laughs> yeah, the they stones had the maybe? stones. They were <laughs> really old then. Because they did like those couple like they did the Paul, the Stones, the Who, Tom Petty. Right. And those were all eh. They were all okay. I don't want to see like Bruce. Or anybody like that. I think he's already done it. Let's get Elton John. Katy Perry. I like the Katy Perry one. Yeah. I don't know. The infinite wisdom of the NFL and yeah. Roger Goodell will always win out. I'm like, the they end. covered a lot of space with like pretty much all those West Coast guys and M and that whole Dre collage. That's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I don't know if there's an, an East Coast equivalent. Like, they got to have Hove. Can we get Hove? Hove? I don't think Hove has ever done it. Hove? John, I'm for Hove. I need Hove, John, John Fat, Fat Joe. I need an entire. The whole terror squad. The whole terror squad. I mean, Ma comes back. I also think, I also <laughs> think because they're, they like in the flavor of the All-Star and stuff like that. I the think cast you, of Flavor I of think Love? You, I think you get. <laughs> I think you get DJ Khaled and Friends next year. Completely guaranteed, you probably get DJ Khaled and a bunch of dudes. Luda would be one of them. Mm-hmm. You get DJ Khaled and whoever's hot. That's yeah. what you get. If they really want to cause complete pandemonium and chaos, you know who they get, right? We mentioned him earlier on the show. Taylor. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, you in. get I'm Yeezy. In. He was there. Sitting <laughs> sit next to AB. You got to love it. Insanity. Get me Kanye next year. That's my vote. I'm about to email Roger Goodell. Uh, <laughs> that's where I'm going right now with it. Uh, I think that is it. That's the thing. <laughs> you got to get those two. But. <laughs> oh, man. But. Oh, man. That's going to be about our time for today. I don't think we got anything else. Uh as always, it's your boy Bobby Dubs. You can find me in St. Louis rolling on dub, smoking on dub. No, nah. you can find me on Twitter at Robin Whitney, or you can type in Bobby Dubs if you know that's too hard for you. Uh, you can go on Instagram and go Robert Writer. Uh, you can type in Rob Whitney on Facebook, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Triple Play Media at Triple Play Two One Five. You can find us. All the stuff we do, we write. We record. This show is there. Last Out Media. Uh, you can find all the great podcasts, including ours there on Last Out Media. Um, you can find me at your local uh, Wings game. I'll be there on the 26th in the box. Uh, shout out to the Wings. Matt Maritea, where can they find you? Oh, and go get the book. Hope Over Hurt. Yeah. It's on Amazon. <laughs> Robbo needs shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me. Trying to figure out where Inglewood is. Um, <laughs> I love California because it's so like multifaceted. Like you really could put a, a school like USC smack dab in the middle of the ghetto. Yeah, like right behind the school is Compton, yep. and then it's like the middle of it is right there. <laughs> like how do you do that? Right, and then you got UCLA, which is like almost is basically absorbed the town of Pasadena. Exactly. 
Yes, but I'll be trying to figure out where Inglewood is. Um, uh, Manolo's or rolling on dubs. What do they say? <laughs> uh, you know, all yeah. that talk, that nature. Where to get his khakis with a cuff and a crease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm at Matthew Maratea. Matthew the traditional way. M-A-R-A-T-E-A <laughs> on Twitter. M-Maratea22 on the Instagram uh, you can find writings at the Triple Play newsletter, uh, Bell and the Bird. Oh, yeah, We're Bell still drinking Liquid Death. We will always drink sure. Liquid sure. Death. Um, the Flyers suck. But they're <laughs> coming back. You're going to make a run. I'm, I'm, I'm due to ticket soon, thanks to the Wings. Shout out to the Wings. But uh, Yeah, I'm going next I'm week. Like, I'm when I get those two tickets, I'm like, I'm not going to use them. Yeah, no. Nah. It, it, it'll probably be a good date thing because then we don't have to pay attention to the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me. Watch out for the Bell and the Bird newsletter. Be wary of Julian Lurie. We haven't talked about him, but he's been at the Senior Bowl, the spawn of Jeff. Oh, yeah. And Christina. Uh-huh. Gotta watch out for that. <laughs> might have split loyalties. I mean, who knows? Oh, man. And you can find Taylor Cordages on your Twitters, on your Instagram. Go get K-pop. Uh, he is the man behind the glass that makes this whole thing work here at Last Out Media. Makes us sound beautiful. We're going to get out of here. Taylor, hit the music. <laughs>